No, I, I was actually writing a song with my good buddy Jim Lauderdale in Nashville. Uh, we like to write in the middle of the night. It was midnight. Uh, they made the decision at midnight on, I believe it was the 17th of December. Got a phone call from our manager. He said, you're in. And me and Jim just toasted a glass of wine and kept on writing. You know what I think is so cool about the success that you guys had is that we know that you had all these incredible albums, just tons of top 10, number one hits, but it wasn't overnight success. It took you guys a while to really yeah. crack that nut. And even then you had a little success, but then mm-hmm. then you had to wait a little while That's before right. you really hit big time. I think it's great. Well, we, you know what? We were very fortunate to be uh, to enter into the professional music business at a time when the the labels and radio and and everyone they if they believed in you as an artist they kind of stuck with you and they allow, allowed you to make the creative mistakes that it takes for a person to find themselves and unfortunately i feel really bad for the younger artists today because they don't get that opportunity mm. it's it's a it's much a more strict you know set of rules in terms of commercial success and you know creative people need to screw up you you have to screw up in mm-hmm. order to find to find out what it is that you're good at or what it is that you do and find your own voice so uh Daryl and I are very fortunate that we had labels that actually stood by us. You guys have been around for for a while. What's it like? And you're you're on tour. What's it like doing a tour now compared to you know, thirty years ago? Believe it or not, it's actually almost the same. Our audience has, has changed. It's incredible. Our audience. Uh, we still have our old old guard fans who have stuck with us over the years. Why do you have to call me old? <laughs> I, I wasn't referencing you. I thought you were one of our younger fans. Thank you. The you. Truth. Well done. <laughs> but we do. We have this incredible new generation of fans in their 20s and 30s who got turned on to us by, you know, the killers and the gym class heroes and, and all the people who have been talking about us and referencing us as influences. So now they've kind of come over to our camp and I look out in the audience and I'm like, and we're playing to like kids. This is fantastic. So uh, the Hall & Oates um, show has just taken on a whole new life. You know, we're selling out everywhere. And, you know, between that and doing our individual solo projects, Daryl's TV show and my solo album, it's, uh, we're, it's, I think I'm busier now than I've been in years. We're talking with John Oates, who's going to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame tomorrow for Hall & Oates. And he's got a new album, uh, a three-disc uh, set called Good Road to Follow, which is out now. It's really interesting because this is a, a bunch of digital singles that you release, you sort of put together. And what I find fascinating about it is that almost, I think, each, each of the tracks, correct me if I'm wrong, you basically collaborated with different songwriters and producers for each of them. That's right. And that was the actual concept. The idea was that I, I, I had... I had new music and I had new song ideas, original song ideas, which I hadn't done on an original album since I think 2008. So I said, how can I get this stuff out? I, I don't want to wait to you know do this big, long, al- involved album project. So I reached out to some, uh, some friends and people that I really wanted to work with. And I said, how about this idea? We go in, we write a song, we record it. I pay for it. Everybody's happy. And we, <laughs> and we put it out as a digital single and just give, put it out there. And so everyone loved that idea because when you, you, know, you want to deal with and, and work with the type of people that I want to work with, they're busy. They've got their own lives, creative lives, personal lives, whatever. And I can't tie them up for months making an album. But this appealed to everyone on every level. And so we began releasing these digital singles last March uh, in 2013. I believe we released six or seven of them. And then the fans on social media start saying, where's the album? And I said, well, there is one, uh, but maybe there should be. <laughs> and that's how this became a three-disc set of EPs. Um, I had 28 songs, and I kind of um, got it down to 15, something <laughs> something a bit more manageable. So The Good Road to Follow is the name of the album, and 
the the road doesn't have to end. I think I'm just going to keep it, doing things. It's funny how you said you pruned it down to 15. You guys were notorious for recording a lot more songs on your Hall Notes albums than you actually ended up putting it on the album, mm-hmm. which is great because you can take the best of the best. And that makes me think about your uh, your performance at the Rock and Roll uh, Hall of Fame induction ceremony tomorrow night. How do you how do you <laughs> decide what you're actually going to play? You guys had well, so many hits that people want to hear. We have a fantastic problem. We have a lot of hits. Uh, it's the same thing that happens to us in our live concerts. So there's Daryl and I would love to play deep tracks. We'd love to play album tracks, stuff that we think is really musical and adventurous and stuff that people might not know. And we do insert them into our show, but you know, we have an audience that comes to hear those big, big number one records and we have to do that as well. So it's a little bit of a juggling act, but it's, the other day it was really funny. We, uh, we always, as I said, put some album tracks in and a young girl came up to me after the show and she said, I love that new song that you played at, during the show. And I went, which one? And she said, I said, oh, yeah, yeah, we did that in 74. So, you know, I mean, to the younger audience, these are new songs because they they weren't hits. But uh, and it's kind of cool. So I I feel we have a lot of music that we can get out there. It's just a matter of, um, you know, staying alive long enough to do it all. What's the one song you feel like you have to play when when fans, when you go on tour, that fans we, are like no, dying? There's more than one. There's t- about there's, 20 of them. Yeah, oh, we, play, we play the big hits. I mean, it, you know, I feel personally, you know, I'm, uh, as a professional musician, I feel we have a responsibility to our audience to play the songs that they come to hear. Mm-hmm. And then from there, then it's up to us and we can have fun and do whatever we want. But like I said, we've got a lot of them. Uh, we play She's Gone and we play Sarah Smile and I can't go for that. Would you like me to run no can a, do? Run, yes, a litany yeah. of, of our, our big hits. Uh, <laughs> no, because I know them all by touch, heart. Out of touch, No. They're all in my heart. And I'll just keep on going. No, it's great. I mean, we like I said, it's a great problem to have and we love it and we're proud of all those songs. 